Iowa everywhere. From the Channel Seed Studios. Studios. Welcome to the hook. the hook. A look behind the lines with Mike Palm and Ken Miller. Powered by Circus Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. This is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. And hello again, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Hook taking place on a Friday. That's Mike Palm. My name is Ken Miller. Mike the Vice President of Operations at uh, Circus Sports in Las Vegas, but obviously available here in the state of Iowa. Uh, for those of you who like to log on, and uh, maybe Iowa transplants coming in football season, late September, mid-September, uh, to the state of Illinois. More to come on that. Uh, Mike Palm is going to talk baseball, a little football, as we head into, it gets closer every week, right? I saw Circa put out their... They're uh, their lines for week number one in college football. So they're out to, on a Friday. What kind of action do you think you see over the weekend? People getting uh, college football on their minds? I think so. The guides are coming out, right? The different guys that publish their breakdown of every college football team and, and uh, you know, Steele and those and Kenny White and those. The guides are about to come out. VEASAN's going to have theirs out with all the power rankings. And I think it's – it's in culmination with that we're putting out these lines and, and trying to get some action. I know as as you get to the end of end of uh, July, it starts to get forefront of people's minds. NFL and college football starting to look at conference races and and look ahead games of the year and and you know where what's the best way to attack a team. You know, the media days we had the Mountain West here last week. Start really scrutinizing the Mountain West schedule. I mean, yeah. Air Force will be favored in every game till they close at Boise. Mm-hmm. I mean. You can find markets where you just have the bet Air Force to make the the title game, not even to win the Mount West. So there's a lot of ways to attack it. Do you bet look ahead the games of the year? Do you do conference wins over under, total wins over under? So many betting options available now, Kenny. Yeah, there really are. So so back to uh, back to Air Force for just a second. Uh, I think their total somewhere around nine, nine and a half. Yeah. Might might they be the group of five team this year? Last year was Tulane. Year before that, Cincinnati, of course, made the playoff. I don't see that happening. UT San Antonio's getting some love. Uh, the team they're going to face in the final week of the season, Boise State's never far away. Group of five team caught your attention? Uh, boy, their, their preseason schedule, I say preseason, but out of conference schedule, so weak. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they can generate enough support they might be whatever, 10-0 and 0 or 11-0 and 0 heading into Boise and yeah. still not even – Boise has a tough schedule, no breaks there. I mean, they're I close – I looked at – what are they, two touchdown underdog at Washington to open up in Seattle? Uh, and Central Florida is no push. Or they had a tough – but that will make them better as they get into the conference schedule. So, But Air Force, is, it looks like they're like, you know, the most favorable schedule maybe of any team in the country this year. Clemson yeah, certainly sets up Clemson very well. Yeah, the 15 like has that. a nice schedule, Kenny. Clemson gets their key games at home. I, I think Clemson's a team we're not talking about enough as well. So is that week four, week five, Florida State and Clemson? I think it's like September 22nd or 23rd, yes. whatever that is. So week uh, three, four, somewhere in there. Yeah, and there, I guess it would be week, what, the first is the four? Um, yeah, you get you – get, both those key games, Florida State and Notre Dame, at mm-hmm. Clemson this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I know people down a little bit on Clemson. The offense wasn't great last year. And, um, 
you know, when they don't go 13 and 0 or 12 and 1, it's a disappointing right. season. But yeah. I, I think there's a potential. Everybody's focused on Georgia. Uh, and I think maybe they're flying a little under the radar. Yeah, Klubnik, the quarterback, who was a freshman last year, and he got his opportunity. Look, as big a ballyhooed freshman as, as Watson was before he got there, same kind of level as uh, as Lawrence. So we'll see. Um, Clemson, Florida State, I think the winner of that game clearly is in the driver's seat. And you have Washington right now favored 15, by the way, over <laughs> Boise State. Um, that should be a fun contest. Do you, just real quick, from a, uh, from a realignment uh, sta- standpoint, Colorado's now part of the Big 12. They're not going to stay at 13. Uh, the the Pac-12, sadly, Mike, seems it's lo- it's on its deathbed. I hate to say that, but it seems like that's the case, don't you think? Maybe it'll go back to being the Pac-8. It could be. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, we- I, I, I was reading a tweet today about the story that came out in 2011 when Larry Scott, who was the former commissioner, said no to Texas and Oklahoma. He did. Right. I mean, I didn't even I don't even remember that. But think about that decision in hindsight. No, you're 100 percent right. I'll never forget. I We went home on a Friday night thinking that Oklahoma and Texas were jumping to the Pac-12 mm-hmm. and that the rest of the teams in the in the Big 12, Iowa State included, yep. they were going to be it was going to be every man for himself come Monday. Then Texas um, insisted on the Longhorn Network going as part of the deal. And the Pac-12 said, no, 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 no. And so they stayed. Here they are. Now, obviously, Texas moves on to the SEC next year. And meanwhile, they bragged about the best TV contract. And here we sit a decade later where you can't get them on direct TV still. I mean, they they have the worst. Right. They have the worst. And they've been non-competitive in the national landscape. I mean, they've gotten a couple teams in as a four seed. Um, It got trounced. The Oregon team made the final the one year. Uh, But they really haven't been relevant in the national landscape in football. Uh, key move the big for the Big 12, right? Who's going to disintegrate the Big 12 or the Pac 12? Well, obviously, a key piece plus one and minus one is, is Colorado, yeah, indeed. And then you know, I'm hearing crazy stuff that Oregon's kicking the tires because they need a place to land. Washington, we'll see uh, how this all shakes out, but yeah, that was fascinating back in, in 2011. No, no question about that. Let me ask you something, Kenny. Everybody now. The Mountain West is one of the conferences that's that's ended divisions this year, right? No more divisions. Yep. I don't like it, but yep. And people are oh, everybody I talk to. Oh, that's great. That's so great mm-hmm. not to have the. I disagree. I think I'm having divisions is a lot better. I too, I agree. Uh, you're 100 percent right. Look, every not every year, but certainly in the future. How many times are we going to see Michigan and Ohio State in back to back weeks? That's my play point. the final week of the rate. It's terrible. Right. And that my example comes from the American conference where you would always have Cincinnati played Memphis and then Cincinnati played Memphis or Cincinnati yeah. played central Florida and then Cincinnati. It's very anticlimactic, the title game when it's a repeat of the week before. Yeah. And okay. So one division's loaded. It makes the other division very interesting, especially mm-hmm. from a betting perspective, because we always talk about the big 10 West. Well, yeah. you know, and usually we say, Oh, uh, Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin. Um, and Wisconsin, who 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 can get into the Big Ten title game, and then, you know, I think that makes it interesting. But the people come all all the good teams are on one side. Well, it's not always going to be that way, right? Now you're preaching to the choir. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, even Illinois, I think Illinois is the dark horse in the in the West this year. Brett Bielema is doing a nice job there. You're a Bielema guy. <laughs> I, I I I got high on them last year, and then they lost that game at home to Purdue. Yeah, it was really disappointing. I, I know, and they re- replayed that on the Big Ten Network last night. I sat there and watched through it again as I 
<laughs> really. I love those, those uh, you, football in 60 minutes where they just go play, play. Yeah, those are great. I love that kind of program. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's terrific. Um, you're a Notre Dame grad. Obviously, Sam Hartman's the quarterback. Yeah. Uh, you lose Tommy Reese, the coordinator, to Alabama, which we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, I don't know if Freeman's seat is starting to get a little warm. How many games do you think he needs to win to keep the uh, the Wolves at bay? Well, I think he'll be okay if he wins nine games. Um, I think you're going to give him three years. I think the players love him. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you can't, you know, you can't go four and eight. I mean, obviously. Yeah. But, right. but what are the realistic expectations? I mean, Brian Kelly had great season, was not competitive in the playoffs too, you know? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think it's tough. They have to go to Clemson. The schedule, you know, they play an ACC schedule, right? Because they're in the ACC and every other yep. sport. So it's interesting. And they still have your traditional rivalries. So I, it, I think he could elevate them. They lost their best player. The best player was the tight end. Uh, he would, yeah. you know, I went and saw that game with BYU. I mean, he stood out on that field. He towered mm -hmm. over everybody to the eye yep. test. Um, I thought maybe they'd get some more guys to transfer to follow Hartman on the offensive side of the ball. Maybe, you know, a little disappointing they didn't. <clears throat> He's a defensive coach, right? That's his strong side mm -hmm. of the ball. So we'll see. I, I'm sure they won't be. I'm sure they'll be a top 20 team. Are they a top 10 team? I don't know. You know, back to the Pac-12 for just a second and what's going to be its final year with the two Cal the L.A. schools, uh, jumping ship, et cetera. And, we you know, Colorado's going remains to be seen. Is it Arizona? Is it Oregon? Mike, have you looked at the quarterbacks in that league? It is one after another outstanding quarterback. Being from top to bottom, yeah. the Pac-12 quarterbacks tower over any of the other Power Five conferences. And yet they can't find anybody to play defense. That's the problem, though. Yeah. I mean – when they get into these national games, these these SEC teams put 40 up against them. Well, they put 40 up against mm -hmm. each other, too. It's a little bit like the Big 12 was for years, where it was just air raid after air raid, you know, and then it's hard to compete nationally. But the quality of watching the league this year should be very high from an offensive perspective. I just hope we get to back to your point. I mean, even week number one, right? Yes, I get it. U USC is an overwhelming favorite over San Jose State, but it's on the Pac-12 network. I want to watch the Heisman winner. I want to watch college football's best offense, but I'm a direct TV subscriber. I'm out. Yep. We had to get Cox here just because of the Pac-12 network. Well, we had to. We can't show yeah. – how can you not show Pac-12 games? Right. So we had to bring in Cox. <laughs> if it goes away, I mean, do you guys pay on a per, uh, per capita basis? How does a cable bill work? It's a little different between Cox and DirecTV. DirecTV does fire code sourcing of how many people can see it. Yeah. You negotiate with them and, and for their different packages, um, for like the NFL package and Major League package and stuff like that. Cox is more of a flat rate for a business. Um, but uh, – if 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 the pack if the Pac-12 made a deal outside of that network or that network ever got picked up by Directv, I don't know why we would need Cox. Mm -hmm. Exactly, mm -hmm. and Directv is another thing I love about Circa. Directv is in the rooms at Circa, yep, sure which is. is outstanding. I know where to go when I want to watch my shows. You know, even <laughs> um, <laughs> I go to six oh two if I like a couple of horses. Yeah. You know, et cetera, want to watch him in my room. Well, a lot, a lot of ground to cover uh, with you here, Mike. Is With the baseball trade deadline coming up on Monday, we now know Otani is not going to be traded. You were right. I was wrong. I thought that they had to move him just because, based on the fact that you don't want to chance him losing him uh, essentially for nothing. 
Um, you thought that Arnie Moreno just was going to dig in his heels and keep him. That proved to be the uh, proved to be the right answer. But is there a player in Major League Baseball that would significantly change the futures? Change what you guys have posted as far as future bets on Major League players. Is there a player that moves the needle in the trade deadline, Major League Baseball? I don't know what position players are available are going to be available, but I think. Uh, Blake Snell would move the needle to me. And it's really interesting to see if our partners, the San Diego Padres, are going to be sellers now. Yeah. Um, but it, but a lot of people around the team and that are writers there in San Diego seem yeah. to suggest that uh, both Snell and Hayter will be uh, dealt here in the and next And Soto apparently, too, might be on his way out. I'm not sure that I don't disagree with that. Not, you know. Yeah, he hasn't been good, has he? He has I mean, not. You know, don't get me wrong. He's been good, but not so okay. good. Well, he was talked about as a top three player in baseball. Wow. He's a, he's not that good in the field. Right. Uh, they've hit him in a two hole. He hasn't been great. Yeah. Um, so he, I think he's been disappointing. I think they, I've said this for, since it happened, they would have been better off getting Louis Castillo and having an ACE. I think Snell has turned into their ACE and Snell look, he's close in this, in this Cy Young race now for a guy that started so slow. He's, He's making up ground on Gale, Gale in every start. So I think he's the most significant piece. I don't know if the Guardians are going to deal Bieber. You know, yeah. we've been talking about it. Bieber would be would be important. I just don't know what position players are going to get moved that will move the needle. Yeah, I'm not sure there is. I mean, today's moves were what? Lucas Giolito and Joe Kelly. Yeah. I mean, Giolito's okay. He was better a couple of years ago when he was a starter in the All-Star game. But um, that Giolito seems to, be, seems to be long gone. Well, we'll watch it. That's all we can do. Yeah. Yeah. What's uh, what's it been like in the books? I mean, that's obviously carried most nights, right, with the baseball going on. Uh, It's just kind of a slow time of year. I mean, this time next week, we'll have had one preseason game in the book, NFL-wise. Obviously, we see the television numbers. People are going to watch it just because it's football. How how much play do you think you get on a preseason NFL game? I don't even know who Uh, it is. Is it Jets, Browns? It's Jets and somebody. We'll get five figures. You will. We'll bet it because it's yeah. the NFL. Right. They'll come up with some angle. They'll find a reason to want to bet it to watch the game. I'll tell you what isn't moving the needle is the women's World Cup. It's just it's it's like you know we did more we did we did a lot more on college baseball than we're doing on the women's World Cup. I mean it, it's it's amazing that there's just I guess there's people watching it, but people aren't betting it, and maybe women's soccer fans aren't necessarily betters and the pro betters really haven't dove into it yet and and look at i mean it's what is it now i mean it's uh 22 and four to will both teams score no there's only been four of 26 games where both teams scored and the unders after the two unders last night now i believe um 18 five and two or something like that i mean there's there's a whole big trend and still there's there's nobody really biting on these games even the american women it's interesting. So uh, flipping around the channels last night, uh, there's Circa getting some publicity at, at an event called Slam Ball. So you've got now Power Slap Fighting and Slam Ball to get us through the summer months. What can you tell us about Slam Ball? I think it's coming to Nevada as far as wagering on it, but that's a state-by-state thing, right? Yeah. They just don't get the green light in Colorado and Iowa to bet. Each commission's got to approve it, and then they've got to say, is it regulated and how is it regulated, and there's standards in each. So we worked a couple of weeks to get it to where we'll be able to offer it next week 
here in Nevada. I'm not sure where we're at in Iowa, but you know, they bounce around in the trampolines and, and this and that. But the, the, the deal was why we sponsored it is everything's covered on the ESPN networks, either on ESPN or ESPN two. So that's a tremendous well, amount of exposure. And twice during the year, Derek gets to go on to an interview and announce one quarter of the game. He announced, the first quarter of the second of the three games last night, you know, I facetiously tweeted, I, I closed Tommy my eyes Heinsen. and I thought it was Tommy Heinsohn. Um, <laughs> but because uh, I used to love Stockton and Heinsohn. Yeah. I thought they were the best NBA guys. Pretty darn good, uh, weren't they? Of that era, right? Of that, I think Stockton's good. still alive. I think he is, isn't yeah, he? Stockton's still alive. Heinsohn just passed that not that yeah. too long ago. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. What's not alive, I don't think, is Dick Stockton's marriage anymore. I think him and Leslie Visser, who Visser? were – yeah. yeah, I think they well anyways, enough about that. But yeah, that was a that was a power couple if there ever was one for a few years, right? Yeah, very much so a power couple. And Stockton did a lot of sports uh, yeah, at the time did. and she was on your TV every week as yeah. as well. Although yeah. a little bit of an age difference. No, nope. uh, she was a pioneer, no question about that. All right, football-wise, Joe Burrow got hurt, was carted off the field. Um, the Bengals have said that it's going to be multiple weeks before he's able to get back on the field. What does that do as far as Bengals futures week one? How do you guys go about that? I don't know if we're moving it much. Well, let's see how the betters react to it, you know, and I don't know if it's that significant. I know it's a shortened preseason, but it looks like two to three weeks. Mm -hmm. I, he should be okay. Maybe there's a little fade of him early. Uh, I don't think it's uh, it, it's catastrophic, though, or it's really going to move the needle. Uh, will the Jets move the needle, or is there such a thing as the hard knocks bump? And with Aaron Rodgers in it now, and I think it's going to be pretty good. I mean, Sauce Gardner going up against Wilson in practice, that's appointment TV. Is there a hard knocks bump? Do you guys notice that? Yeah, normally we do. Uh, it's I know the Jets are going to try to limit as, uh, some of what they've shown before, cutting Access. players they don't want yeah. cutting. But Rodgers will be a big draw, obviously. And, uh, you know, now he's restructuring his contract. He wants to win there. Will they get yeah. Dalvin Cook? I can't believe the Patriots let Dalvin Cook get away after he came to came mm -hmm. to the facility. Um, but they get Dalvin Cook, which tells me, and maybe you know more than me, though, but if they're going after Dalvin Cook, it tells me maybe Brees Hall isn't quite on pace to where they thought he was going to be. Well, all, all the, the talk back here is he is. But getting Dalvin Cook's a pretty good uh, safety net if indeed Brees Hall's not ready. Because Dalvin Cook's, what, 29 years old still? Yeah. 28, 29? Mm -hmm. um, it's funny, just uh, you get to be 30 years old, you're considered washed in the NFL for a running back. Well, the running back, the running back's uh, shelf life is about five years, right? I mean, they, mm -hmm. the, the new thing is going to be, everybody talks about either you have to have a, a Hall of Fame quarterback or a quarterback on your rookie contract to win. Um, yeah. I don't know if the, these these running backs will get signed to second contracts. They're just gonna they're gonna draft a running back to replace you, whether it's in the third round, fourth mm -hmm. round, fifth round. And I know they're having a whole revolt. And Ursay says, you know, it took yeah. us years to collectively bargain. We're not gonna re reopen for one class, and yeah. it's it's pretty amazing. But I mean, you know, when you think about records that'll never be broken, I mean, the, the Emmett Smith rushing record now becomes you know because the game has changed. For 20 yeah. years, all they did was legislate to make passing easier. Mm -hmm. Well, that, that's what, what they wanted. That's what they wanted. Yep. So, I mean, uh, it, it is what it is. 
All right, Survivor and uh, Circa Millions in a minute. I want to bring up a story that uh, we talked about on the radio today. I think it was the New York Post that was the first one to really make this story national. You're probably aware of it in Las Vegas and the business you're in. But Formula One coming to Las Vegas in November, it's going to be a madhouse to begin with on the strip. It's been a madhouse on the strip all summer long in preparation just to get ready for this. But the fact now, Mike, that at least some of the bars and restaurants that on the strip that Formula One is going to even go as far as shining spotlights at those restaurants so the people that are sitting in them can't see the race as it goes by. What kind or of relationship is that? Or building structures to obstruct their view unless they pay 1500 per fire code capacity, not how many people they get in there, but for the maximum number of people the fire department would allow in a building. I mean, it's like uh, extortion. It is. Uh, and whether they're going to do it or not, it's a terrible PR move, I think. It's just there, there's a lot of trepidation heading into this. The, 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 the streets have been wrecked. It's been you can't get across the strip. Everything's been hard to travel here. Mm -hmm. um, and so, boy, um, it looks like more is going wrong than it's going right so far, Kenny. And I don't know what the demand really is. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Uh, it's a five-year agreement, but this won't be the inconvenience that it has been this summer every year, will it? No, once once they're the ready track built, the track will be the track. But this first right. year, they tear everything up to build this track. I mean, it's going to look pretty good on TV, I would I would assume. But boy, oh boy. So um, $1,500, that's obviously would be passed along to the people, to the customers. They're not mm -hmm. going to eat that fee. No, you're, you're going to have to have a $1,500 cover to go there. Jesus. To a burger joint. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. Oh, my God. Um, will you show the race at Stadium Swim? You probably will, no. right? No, no, we will not. Oh, you Stadium can't? Swim, yes. I was going to say the downtown Las Vegas Events Center, which I had pr proposed, but we'd have to activate the whole venue, and it's so big. And yeah. I think we're just going to do a, a, like a car show there that weekend. Okay. Um, but we will absolutely show it at Stadium Swim. Uh, and we'll make it a, like a 6 p.m. on because it's a 1030 race, a special, you know, special ticketed event for that. And uh, or if you buy the all day package, obviously, it will be included. But the same swims already open. You know, that time in November can be chilly, but it shouldn't be too awful. Like, you know, at New Year's, it can be off so, so cold yeah. that it's hard to be outside. It's not that way before Thanksgiving yet. So uh, we'll see what it does. We tried to show different races out there. We showed the Canadian one. On Father's Day up against the U.S. Open, horrible flop. Mm -hmm. uh, we did. We haven't seen it so far, but maybe if the race is here, there'll be people. I just don't know. I'm, I'm you know, I've got my fingers crossed, Kenny, but I'm not optimistic. Gotcha. Uh, one more on before we get to the contest. Uh, are you guys sold out Super Bowl weekend yet? No, but we're getting a lot of bookings and we're trying okay. to protect it. Because, you know, what the interesting thing, what it does do having the Super Bowl here is the convention business. All the people throwing parties that week. There's such a demand for convention space. Like Legacy Club has like multiple offers on every night. Stadium Swim has buyout offers, stuff like that. So it's really good for that. I don't know. I mean, Las Vegas was already the best place to be for the Super Bowl, whether it was in Minneapolis, New Orleans, Miami, L.A., wherever they play, yeah. San Francisco, wherever they play, you know, it's already the best place to be. So it was kind of like trying to peak a peak. But from the convention side of it, it is really good.
That's interesting. All right, uh, Circa Million, Circa Survivor. Uh, are you getting, I was, as the days go by, I'm guessing you're getting more and more entries. Can't wait to be out there in a couple of weeks, get my four Survivor entries or our four uh, and one millions in for me this year as I'm going to play both contests. But is business picking up? Yeah, it's been steady. Uh, we're headed into the day with about 1,800 um, in the Survivor and around 850, 870, I think it was in the millions. I'm I, I would bet my money that we get to the 8,000 for the survivor. I think we'll be between mm -hmm. five and 6,000 on the millions. I'm, I'm not sure that we can get there. That's a big ask for a yeah. contest. That's really kind of been stagnant to pick up another 1300 entries to get to that guarantee. We did 6 million last year. We had 4,700. So we right. did increase the amount of entries per person from three to five. Uh, so that should help us a bit, but uh, I don't know if we can get there. Now, our guys that are the statisticians that work at Circus Sports in the back office there, they got their glide charts and flow charts and Venn diagrams and, and this and that and the standard deviation and the box plot and all that. And yeah, they're yeah. predicting 6,100 in the millions and okay. 8,700 in Survivor. That was as of yesterday. They do it like three times a week. They'll do a prediction based off of, uh, of current count. So they're saying we're on pace to, to, to match both guarantees. Good stuff. Well, my jaw jumping up on my left. Jets probably said ready to go outside, so I better we better end this, wrap this up before he does his business all over the floor because I'm not looking forward to cleaning that up. Uh, Circus Sports Iowa. Download the app at the, in the App Store. Circus Sports here in the state of Iowa. That's Mike Palm, VP of Operations at Circus Sports. I'm Ken Miller, who along with Trent Condon, talk sports on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KX, no weekdays from 11 to 1. And he'll be back next week, and I can't wait for that. It's been a long week solo. Mike, you have a good weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Mike Palm. Thank you, Kenny. Good to talk to you. Iowa everywhere.